Welcome to the Daniel Yoris Podcast. Today, I'll be talking about getting back in the gym post-lockdown. Let's go. Gyms are finally starting to reopen here in Ontario, which is amazing and super exciting for me personally to be able to get back in the gym training myself, as well as working with clients in person again, which is awesome. I like the online stuff, but I like working with people in person far, far more. It's a lot, just a lot more fun for me. I like being around people and seeing people, and so it's good to feed off that energy, and it'll be really good to get back into the swing of things. Now, quick just geographical note, if you're not from Toronto or Ontario, Ontario is taking a bit of a regional approach to this whole reopening thing, so Toronto is not opening in the next couple of days. It'll be a couple of weeks. It'll be a couple of weeks, hopefully, <laughs> if things stay as they are right now, but who knows, but the rest of Ontario will be reopening in the next couple of days. I'm recording this on February 20th. The rest of Ontario will be opening February 22nd, and then Toronto will follow in a couple weeks, supposedly. If you're not from Toronto or from Ontario, this will still be relevant for you, whether or not gyms are open, closed, or whatever the case is where you are, because all of this information that I'm going to speak about today will still be relevant for post-lockdown or post-any time that you have to take an extended period of time off the gym, whether it's injury, whether it's work, whether it's whatever the case is. So if you've been in the gym the whole time, maybe this is not the most relevant thing for you right now, but you can always come back to this if for any reason there's a time where you got to take some time off the gym down the road. I always stress the importance of having a plan with your training and with your nutrition and with everything that you do, and this is no different. Getting back into the gym is not rocket science by any means. However, there is a more intelligent way to do things, in my opinion, that will be more beneficial for you, be more efficient for your time and for the outcomes of your training, and most importantly, be safest for you to re-enter the gym. So here it is. I said it's not rocket science. This is what you need to do. You're going to go into your closet. You're going to get all of the Gymshark gear you own, wear all of it. Next, go into your cabinet, take your pre-workout, three, four, five scoops, however many you can handle, enough to take out a small elephant should do. Then you're going to run into the gym, straight to the deadlift bar, load as many plates on that thing as you can and try and lift it as many times as you can. Test all your maxes. Don't even worry about warming up. Just get in there, lift with your ego only and nothing else. And that's the best way to get back into the gym. Just dive right into the fire. Go hard or go home, baby. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast helpful, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, rating, and whatever you, you can to help to help grow the show. <laughs> ah, stop. Okay. Is it is it awkward if I'm telling bad jokes when nobody else is in the room for me? I can't even tell if that was remotely funny at all. I'm laughing at myself, but the even funnier part is that you won't even hear this for a couple of days. And so I will have no idea whether that was was good or not or anyways. But uh, that's out of the way. Obviously, I was joking about all that. That is complete nonsense and nothing that I would ever say. But consider that my little podcast warm up because nothing else that I say will be as uncomfortable as trying to get that out. So I'm trying to get better at this thing too, trying to get more comfortable on the mic. I'm getting there, but uh, take some take some practice. It's a skill like anything else, and, and we're getting there. So getting out of my comfort zone a little bit, and um, and now we can be now we can be a little serious. So here's what we're actually going to talk about today. I want to talk about the most important thing, in my opinion, that you need to be careful of when getting back into the gym, a viable strategy to get restarted for the next couple of weeks, and then how I would advise you or probably most of my clients to approach the next month to two to three months of training. I'll talk about what I'm going to be doing personally for myself and what you can expect in response from getting back to the gym from your body. And this will be based on my experience from the first lockdown when we got back into the gym and what happened with myself, what happened with clients. Not so much what happened with myself because I was training super hard the whole time during the first lockdown. But what happened with the clients that I worked with and what I saw from them and what happened in the first couple of weeks compared to how they and their body 
progressed over the next couple months until we got shut out again. And I think that that will be helpful just to sort of understand what's to come, what to expect, and how it's all going to play out over the next several months. So the first thing that I want to talk about is just the biggest thing that I think to be aware of, and this is mainly in terms of safety. Now, I think safety is a little bit overblown in the gym in the sense that people talk about, oh, I need to work out safely and be safe and do this safe and not hurt myself. And yes, you do need to you know, not be an idiot when you're doing stuff, but your body's pretty strong and pretty resilient. Most of the time when you get injured in the gym or someone gets injured in the gym, it's because you were doing something pretty dumb and not even a little bit dumb, like you were doing something pretty dumb. So yes, you need to be safe all the time, but don't let it hinder you from, from doing anything else. So anyways, the number one thing that you need to be worried about getting back into the gym is yourself and your own ego and doing dumb stuff. So like I said in that cringy little intro was about trying to ego lift and trying to lift your maxes and trying to test it how strong you are by lifting as much weight or trying to lift as much weight as you can trying to match what you were at pre-lockdown. This is a pretty easy way that you could hurt yourself, obviously, because your body is just not ready for it. You have more likely than not lost a little bit of strength, at least, and trying to just match what you were at previously is not an intelligent idea, and I don't think we need to spend too much time on that. But it is important to just, you know, hammer this down. I'm a young guy, too, full of ego and testosterone, and you want to just go in and lift the world, and we need to avoid that as much as you can. The only thing worse than not being able to train because of COVID and because gyms are closed is not being able to work out because you were being an idiot and you hurt yourself and now you're out of the gym for another couple of months. And that's just, you know, that's horrible. That's going to suck a lot. So when you do get back into the gym, make sure you check your ego at the door before you get back into the weight room and, and start lifting weights. Now, don't mistake this for not working hard. You still got to push the intensity and I'll always be a proponent of that and hard work and actually training with a level of intensity. But there's there's a difference between training hard and just pushing the limits and being dumb about it. So you got to find that sweet spot. The amount of strength, which you may or may not have lost, is of course highly dependent on what you've been doing this whole time. If you've been exercising and working out, then you will have lost or regressed a lot less than if you've been sitting on the couch eating chips the whole time. But even if you've been keeping up with home workouts pretty steadily, but you obviously haven't been lifting because you don't have access to equipment at home. One of the things that you'll find is, you know, your strength will be down for sure. A lot of it will feel, it'll just feel heavy. It'll feel really hard. The movements will feel less smooth. They'll almost feel clunky. And if you're more advanced and you've taken time off, you'll kind of understand what I mean, where like, yes, your strength will be lower, but it will just feel harder. And it's just about the patterning of the movement that has to be retaught and reintegrated. For myself, even every couple of weeks, I go back to my parents' house and in the basement, we have a gym set up there. And I usually just do the same workout when I go back and it's basically just deadlifts and some other fun stuff. And the main thing that I notice every time I go back is it feels just a little bit harder every time because I'm obviously doing it once every several weeks. But the the actual mechanics of the deadlifts just feel, they just feel off it because it's not polished because I'm not doing it. I'm doing it once every three weeks or whatever it is. And it just doesn't feel smooth. And so that's something that will just take some time and some regularity, just like the first time you ever did a squat or deadlift or bench press or any exercise, it felt weird. You didn't know what you're supposed to be moving. How do I squeeze this, keep my back and what position, what what do I do? And you know, it's not like you're not back to a beginner, but you do have to relearn the motor patterning of that movement back to being smooth and feeling good again. By walking into the gym and trying to crush yourself, it's just not a good strategy. Uh, you're more more likely than not to get injured or just not benefit you in any way. You're going to be crazy sore and then you won't be able to work out as hard. And then just take it easy. Again, check your ego at the door and we're going to ease back into things. 
I think the best strategy to ease back into things and what I'll be doing with myself and what I'll be doing with all of my clients will be using full body workouts only for the first two to three weeks, depending on how quickly you progress through it and your level of experience with working out. There's no need to be blasting a single body part, right? We're just trying to get back into the movements, get everything feeling smooth, get some force through the body, focus on quality of movement at first. And so you want to almost treat yourself like a beginner, like it's your first time. Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to go into the gym and do an hour workout of just chest exercises only? Like, no, that would be pretty dumb. You probably wouldn't do that with anybody. So you just want to get the basics in, right? You want to stick to the big movement patterns, squat, pull, hinge, press, carry, core exercises, and, you know, mix those in five, six exercises in the workout, not super high intensity, keep the rest relatively low, but you're not trying to push yourself. And, you know, you don't want to, you're not going to put it at a hundred percent intensity, maybe an 80% or so, just so you can actually feel that effect of working out, your heart rate gets up, right? You're getting sweaty again. You get that good endorphin release again. And so you'll start to, you'll start to feel good again and the movement will come back. But full body workouts only for the next or for the first two to three-ish weeks, depending on how you progress. And you know your body better than anybody else, right? If you've been training super hard, maybe you don't need to do any of this at all. If you haven't been, maybe you need to like take real baby steps. If it's been a year since you've, since you've, done any exercise, maybe you need to really take baby steps and really dial it all the way back to the beginning. No external loading, only bodyweight stuff, only whatever it is for you. But I would say that regardless of the person, get back in the gym, get some full body workouts in just to kind of reintegrate yourself. And then we'll progress into an actual more structured training phase. An example of a full body workout that you could do that hits all the bases that you need to cover would be something like goblet squats, lat pull downs, RDLs with a bar with dumbbells, chest press and maybe farmer's carries and planks. This way you're kind of hitting all the body parts, big movements, big compound movements, no need to isolate down on one muscle and, you know, crush yourself. There's a lot of volume in that workout. That's a, there's a lot of big movements. And when you're training with like a high level of intensity, those are like all of the biggest things. You would never do all of those in one workout at a high level of, of load or high level of intensity because you just wouldn't be able to handle it. But in this case, when we're just kind of taking it easy a little bit and slowly starting to ramp up intensity, it makes sense to just get these big movements in, not terribly heavy. You want to stay in the maybe 10-ish rep range, keep your rest to about a minute or so, keep your tempos controlled, but not super slow. Because again, we're just ramping up and getting back into it. So in terms of level of intensity, you want to keep a couple reps in the tank. So if you're aiming for 10, maybe pick a weight that you could probably do like, say, 14 or 15 reps with. and that would be a little bit less intense than you should do in normal times for a 10 rep exercise. But if we're trying to just take a little bit, a little bit of edge off, then, you know, scale it back just a bit to, to that level. And that'll help you not be super sore. So you can get back into the gym the next day and then do a different full body workout, or maybe that's the next day, the day after, however many times you're going to go. But again, that's just a way to kind of gauge your intensity instead of trying to max out at 10 or or max out at 11 or something like that. So just take a little bit off whatever you think you can do. Just do a little bit less than that. And we slowly ramp up over the next couple of weeks. Now, after a couple of weeks of getting back into it, your body's starting to feel good again. You're back in the groove, moving and shaking. It's time to sort of get back on a more serious training program. What I would advise for the next couple of months would be to focus on building strength. The reason for this is simple. You have likely regressed in some way, whether that be strength, whether that be muscle mass, whether that be endurance, whatever it is. However, strength is the base of everything else. You can't build a house on top of sand. If you do that, you know, you end up with the Leaning Tower of Pisa. I've been to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's not that cool. You don't want to be like that. 
But once you're strong, and strong is relative, doesn't mean you need to deadlift 7,000 pounds. You just need to be stronger than you are today. But once you're strong, whatever other goals you have can be built on top of that much more efficiently, much more safely, and much easier. Now, I would stress this even more if your ultimate goal is fat loss, which I anticipate for many, that will be your goal kind of getting back into the gym and as we head into summer, post-lockdown and quarantine snacks and all this stuff. If you need another explanation of why training for strength is most important while you're trying to lose fat, go back and listen to episode four of my podcast where I did a whole topic on why strength training is most important for fat loss and why fat loss is not an actual training goal. Strength is what is going to build stability throughout our whole body. So through the joints, through the muscles, through the ligaments, through the tendons, through everything. Now, if you want to work on power, you're more athletic and your body is not stable in any position, end ranges, mid ranges, whatever. If you're not stable, when you try and jump and you try and you know do whatever explosive exercises you're doing, if you can't control your body in those positions, that's how you're going to get injured, almost guaranteed. And the same goes for the opposite. If you're trying to do a large amount of volume to get some hypertrophy or get a muscular endurance response, over time, you know, volume is, is difficult, obviously. Over the course of those reps, if your body is not actually strong in those positions, if the joints are not strong in those positions, at some point it's going to break down. And this is how injury occurs. Injury occurs when load is greater than capacity. If the capacity of my elbow is to do X and I'm trying to do X plus one because I want to get big, well, then that's how I'm going to injure my elbow. So we want to increase the size of that X. And by working on strength throughout our whole body, that's how we can prepare our body better to be able to then chase whatever it is that we want. Another thing in my experience that I found that strength really helps with is improving motor control. So you can think of motor control as the sort of directions that your brain gives your muscles to perform any movement. When you do a squat, the brain has to send a message to all of the muscles that are involved in the movement to be able to bend your hips, bend your knees, bend your ankles to do the squat and come back up. Now think back to the first time you ever did a squat. Your body had no idea what the hell it was doing or what you were trying to ask it to do. But you learned and over time it developed better motor patterns to improve the efficiency or the proficiency of that movement. Now the other thing that happens with our motor control is that it develops new directions. So think about Again, using it as a map. Every time your body performs a movement, it's not exactly the same. The muscle fibers fire in slightly different ratios, in different orders, things bend at different angles, and it's largely the same. It, it looks the same when you just look at it with the naked eye, but if you actually analyze it, it's a little bit different each time. And this is the body just being efficient. The more options we have to get the job done, the better it is. If we only have one direction to get there, if the road is closed, then you're lost. If we have the entirety of Google Maps and we know every possible option to get the job done, to get to our destination, then it's much easier to get it done and we can always find a way. The reason that strength helps with this is because force is the only way that we can speak to our body. I can't say with words verbally anything to my bicep that will translate, but I can communicate with my bicep by putting force through it and the same for the rest of the body. So by training for strength and increasing loads over time, I'm having more communication, more efficient communication with my body in improving these patterns. If you're just doing a whole bunch of volume and there's relatively less force going through it, it's less communication and these motor patterns will improve at a slower rate. So naturally, that's a little bit of an oversimplification of how this whole thing works. It's an extremely complex 
uh, machine that our body is, but this is a way to just understand it and think of it and help you to understand why it's important to train strength because we can gain control, we gain stability, so everything is safer, more efficient, and then therefore it's more effective down the line for whatever it is that you want to train for. For myself personally, this is what I'll be working on is slowly building back strength over the next three to four months while slowly getting leaner as well as we get into summer. And then that at that time, I should be kind of where I want to be. And then I'll switch my focus from that. Now, I've been tracking my workouts for a long time. And this is also part of the reason why I think that tracking your workouts and keeping a sort of training log of some sort is important. So I've been tracking it for so long and I know what my body looks like and feels like and performs like when I utilize certain protocols. And so I'm just going straight back to that because I know what I want to get to and I know how to get there because I've done it already. So for the first, it'll probably take me about two weeks, I think, to kind of feel like I'm back into it. So I'll get just, you know, real basic full body workouts in and then start, start pushing from there. And what I'm going to be using is a workout where it's just essentially a descending rep scheme. So I'll have four days, one day focused on each of the big movements. So it'll be squat, deadlift, bench press and pull-ups and that will be the main movement for the day and I'll start at 12 reps kind of work my way down to a single set of three reps for me I really like this I've always turned back to this type of programming because I like the amount of volume that I that I can get in which is in all honesty it's more than a true strength program if you're going to be super picky with me right now yeah I know that that's not a true strength program I get it but for reintegration stuff, for getting back into it, for kind of building back up, it really works well for me. So even that set of three, it's not a true set of three because I've done too much volume ahead of it. And even even if it wasn't, at this point, I'm not building true, true strength in the first phase. So that set of three is going to be like not maxing out at three. It'll be, I'll choose a weight that I can probably hit four reps and I'll stop at three. So just take a little edge off of it. The reason that I like the descending rep scheme for the main movements is because the volume ahead of it is almost like just a bunch of warm-up sets. And for getting back into things, I find it personally works really well for sort of greasing the groove of that movement. So instead of just going in there and just trying to hit triples or doubles or singles, by doing all the the volume ahead of it and then like a big back off set at the end, maybe just one of a light set of 15 after the three, it really helps me just kind of relearn that movement, get really comfortable in the movement, focus a lot on control and work on putting some force through my body. That set of three is hard. It's a grind for sure, but it feels good to to just get that heavy lift in. The other side of it is that since I'm not doing a lot of volume at an actual heavy weight, so like I said, I'd only do one set of three, maybe a single set of four as well, but there's not that much volume at, at the max intensity of the workout is it's relatively safe for getting back into things. I probably wouldn't be able to reasonably handle like a full max intensity of really heavy lifts because again, my body's just not ready for it. I haven't been doing it. So why would it be prepared for that? But when I only have to do one set at that quote unquote max intensity for me, then it's pretty safe to be doing that and pretty reasonable to be progressing at that. The rest of the workout after that main lift of the day will just be assistance exercises supporting that main movement. So it'll be stuff in the six to eight rep range, a mix of bilateral and unilateral. So single leg, single arm, two legs, two arms, those type of movements that are all again, and just in support of that movement. And and it'll be in a relatively low-ish rep range. So again, six to eight is pushing the lower half of what some might call a functional hypertrophy range, but it's still relatively heavy. The intensity will be high there. And again, it's all just supporting the movement, building back up that strength, building back up that motor control, and just really getting familiar and getting stronger again. 
schedule wise, I'm going to lock in for four workouts a week. That works well for me. And just schedule wise, that's what I know that I can 100% commit to. If time allows for it, I will do a fifth and sixth in the in the week. But that will be sort of off program. And these will just be sort of fun slash recovery days. So I may go in and work solely on mobility, maybe work, maybe just do like a glory workout, arms and abs, maybe do a little bit of conditioning, but it will just be relatively short workouts, probably in and out in 30 minutes, just get in there, feel something, sweat a little bit and not having junk volume and something that is going to overall hinder my recovery from the real workouts. I know that I can get in four days a week for sure. And so I'm going to program on that. Any extra is just having fun and just getting back in the gym just to do anything so long as it's not hindering my recovery. If I'm going in there and then I'm doing really intense, really hard stuff, and then I'm smoked for my next actual real workout, and that's just not really helping me at all. It's actually holding me back. So any extras are just going to be fun days and I'll just have no plan and just do whatever I feel like doing on those days. Some people like to call them bro days or cis days. And I think it's actually a great term because it's something that it's as well as it's a little bit of a break from the physical grind of your hard days. It's also a little bit of a mental break where it feels less daunting. And it's like, oh, I can just go in there and just blast some arms a little bit or do a, you know, a booty burnout or something, whatever your thing is. And, you know, you just have some fun. It's very light. It's very chill. And, and then it doesn't hinder your recovery, right? And having fun in the gym is part of it. You can't just think about the gym as your job, unless it is your job, in which case that's very different. But for most of us, it's not. So just getting in there and having fun is goes a long way in terms of the physical side, but also the psychological side of training and working out as a, as a whole. On that note, when you walk back into the gym, smile. It's been a long time since you've been there. You may have forgotten how much you miss it, forgotten how important it is as a part of your life. And maybe we took it for granted before, but hopefully none of us will ever take it for granted again. And, you know, skipping workouts will be a thing of the past because we've had so much time where we're not able to work out, let alone when we don't want to work out. It's a little bit different, right? So smile on your face when you get back into the gym and that'll help you just, you know, go because it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard when you get back in. That's for sure. Things are going to feel hard. Things that used to be easy for you are going to be like, oh my God, this, I used to lift double this or I used to, you know, whatever, but it's going to feel hard. And that can be a little bit disheartening at times. So just remember you know, you didn't start off being a super strong and you're going to get back there at some point. You just got to go through it and smile through the whole thing. A couple of tangible things to certainly expect and that I saw with myself and with clients for sure is the biggest thing is your grip strength is going to be atrocious. <laughs> and I don't mean to, to say that as a downer, but grip strength for many of us is like one of the biggest limiting factors in our ability to lift. You notice this a lot with any deadlifts or big lower body pulling movements is like you, you can't just, you just can't hold on to the bar anymore. Your glutes and hamstrings and your back is strong. You just can't hold on. And since you haven't been carrying heavy things almost at all, maybe the calluses on your hands even even have gone away, which is sad, but they'll come back. And yes, having calluses on your thing is a good thing. I've never met a strong person who didn't have calluses on their hands. But your grip strength, your grip strength is going to suck. So just be be prepared for that. Try and add some grip work into your workouts, whether that's just farmers carries whether that is dead arm hangs where you're just hanging off the the pull up bar with your straight with your arm straight squeezing the bar as hard as you can for time or just carrying heavy things around so that's something for sure to work on and sort of get that back up the scruff with everything else but be prepared for that your forearms your hands are going to be crushed also this might not be a surprise but you're going to be pretty sore no matter what even if you take it easy more likely than not you're going to get super sore so this is just another reason to 
dial back the intensity a little bit and not to hammer in on one body part. Because if you remember the first time you ever worked out, you could have gone into the gym and done what you thought or what you think now is basically a warm up for a workout and you couldn't walk for literally a week. So we don't, we don't want to get there again. There's no benefit to that. So take it easy, but expect it. You're going to be sore. It's just part of, part of the way it goes. You got to bite the bullet a little bit on that one. But again, just expect it, be prepared, make sure you're hydrated make sure you're doing all the things that help with soreness for you and don't panic when it happens. If weight loss is your goal, something that I saw very commonly almost across the board after the first lockdown was that for many people, the scale doesn't move down initially. Even if you're working out, even if you're training hard, your food is on point, when you start training again, it is likely that the scale is not going to move downwards for a little bit. It probably won't go up, but it probably won't go down either. Now, this is not something to panic about. If you're someone who is obsessed with the scale and you have anxiety surrounding this or any issues with checking your weight and all these kind of things. Here's why it happens. When you haven't been training for a long time, your body has lost some muscle mass. When you start training again, your body will start to gain muscle mass, which is a good thing, but you're also losing body fat at the same time. So if you lose one pound of body fat and gained one pound of muscle mass, if you step on the scale, there's going to be a net change of zero. It doesn't mean that you didn't get leaner. It just means that your overall weight didn't change. Now, this is one of the downsides of checking a scale, and this is why body fat percentage is more important or a more complete measurement tool and all that stuff. But I know that many of us don't have access to a efficient way to measure a body fat percentage, and that's fine. So the point of what I'm saying is just be prepared for this. If you are checking the scale every day, which is not a bad thing to do, there, there's a certain way to do this that has a lot of value. But if you're checking the scale every day and it's not really moving, don't panic. Don't freak out. I would expect it to happen as your body is gaining muscle and losing fat. Now, this is not going to continue forever. Your body is not just going to keep gaining muscle for forever, especially if that's not your intention. I promise you, I promise you that is not going to happen. So it'll get up to a certain point and it'll just stop. And then the weight loss will just keep going or the fat loss will just keep going. And that's when the scale will start coming down. And it may even be that the fat loss just starts happening faster than the muscle gain. And so this, you know, the scales shift again. And now your actual scale weight will start coming down. So please, 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 if you are incessantly checking the scale and you're getting panicked or worried about the fact that it is not going down right away when you get back into the gym, you should expect it to remain the same. Expect it to not drop right away. If it does start dropping right away, fantastic. That's great. It's not necessarily an indicator, good, bad, or otherwise, but it's fine. Just don't panic if it's not dropping right away and it's going to come over time if you're doing the right things. Obviously, this is highly dependent on you as an individual, what you're doing and your body itself. But for the most part, after about three to four weeks or so, that's when we started seeing scale weight start coming down. So again, expect that. If it's been a while and scale weight's not coming down at all and you're not noticing that your clothes are fitting differently, you're not noticing that you're feeling better, you don't look leaner in the mirror and all that stuff, then yeah, just there's at that point, there's something that has to be changed or something that has to be looked at. But again, I just really want to stress this. Don't freak out if the scale is not moving right away because it probably won't. On a positive note, there will be a lot of really quick improvement. Now, yes, to get to your forever end goal, that's a long journey. But to get back to where you were previously, it's not going to take you as long as it took the first time. Since you've been there, your body kind of knows you know how to do it. You know what to expect. And you'll be able to do it more efficiently this time since you've already done it once. So 
you'll also be able to experience a little bit of the newbie gains, if you will. And what that is, is just, you know, when you first start working out, your body starts to add muscle and lose fat and change and improve your strength. You know, you see some people, your lift will double week to week. And it's just because you're brand new. When you've been training for five, six, seven, ten 10 years, you're not you know, you're, you're fighting for every half a pound and that's fine. But up front, you know, you can make gains pretty quickly. So get ready for that. Hold on for that ride because that'll be fun. It's a great way to kind of kick off the, the restart, kick off your motivation as you start seeing things happen quickly. And that'll be good. So expect that you will make gym performance improvements pretty quickly. And the biggest thing is that you're going to start to feel good again. I know for me being home, like my posture feels atrocious right now. My back is you know, I feel rounded all the time and, and all these things. And I'm sure that we've all got things in our body that are just not feeling as good as they used to feel when we were working out all the time. So your body's going to start to feel good again and really pay attention to that feeling and remember it because it's been so long since you've been to the gym. Maybe again, you forgot what it was like and how important it was. And so really cherish it and really don't take it for granted how important this is to your life, right? You might even start to get a little bit upset that you let yourself slip, but that's okay. We can't change the past. We just got to start where we are and move it forward and keep in mind how good this feels so that for the rest of your life, you remember this and you use it as motivation, as fuel, as whatever you want to call it to keep being active, keep being fit and keep improving your health physically and mentally and in all areas. I know that there are a lot of things to consider here in terms of your training, your nutrition and your overall lifestyle and all that stuff. And this is a lot of where the value of having a coach, having a trainer really comes into play is there's so many things to consider and well, where do I even start? What do I do for me? Not what I do for everybody, but what works for me. And that's the biggest value. So if that is you, if you are not sure where to start, maybe you want to start exercising for the first time ever. Maybe you want to get back into the gym and you've been training for a while, but you want to take it a little bit more seriously. Maybe you've been training for a long time and trying your hardest and just not getting the results that you're looking for, then definitely reach out to me. I'd love to be your coach. I'd love to work with you. doesn't matter where you are in the world, really. If you're in Toronto, we can certainly work out a place to train in person. We'll definitely get that done. If you're not in Toronto, we will find a way to do it online and we'll get that done. And, and basically the online coaching works as it's guidance and programming, program design and nutritional guidance as well. So, you know, I have a setup to deliver the program to you and to coach you through it. And so you follow that along. Obviously I can't be there showing you every step of the way, but we, we make it work in terms of just giving you the framework as what to do in person. Naturally, we just, we do the workouts together. I'll coach you through every single second of the workout as we're there in person together. Now, I know things are not opening in Toronto right now, but one way we could start right now is even just get a little bit of a head start for the next two ish weeks or whatever online. And then as things, when things open up in the next couple of weeks, again, fingers crossed, when they open up in the next couple of weeks, then we'll get back into the gym. But we'll have that couple of weeks of prep time, if you will, before we get back into it. So if that's something you're looking for, I'd love to be your coach. Definitely reach out to me on Instagram is the best way to reach me right now. My Instagram handle is just my name at Daniel Yoris, and I'll link it in the show notes here as well. So please don't hesitate to reach out if that's something that you're looking for. I, again, I'd, I'd love to be able to work with you. I'll leave you with this. I've touched on it a couple times already throughout this episode but I think this is the most important piece of getting back into the gym. Use this as a fresh start. We very often have taken our bodies and our fitness and our health for granted. I hope for you that you've been healthy this whole time and that things have been good for you. There may or may not come a time in your life when you might not be able to move. This time, 
throughout all this pandemic stuff, we haven't been able to go to the gym. Not being able to go to the gym is not the same as not being able to move. When you're old, when you're injured, when something like that happens and you can't move, it's a totally different experience. And and I hope that that has not happened for you. If it has, if you've ever been seriously injured or have some type of surgery or whatnot, you know what it's like and it sucks. It's horrible. Really cherish the fact that you can get into the gym, you can train your body, you can work out, you can make yourself feel better through physical training because it's very, very important. And too often we put off the gym. It's something that we try and fit into our schedule around other stuff and instead of making it a priority in our life. So now that it's been given back to us, definitely have fun with it. And make it part of your life from now until forever. You don't have to be the strongest person in the world, but you do have to be physically fit and healthy. So that's that. That's it from me. Have fun with it. Get some arms in. Get some. Get a pump in. Remember how much you love it. Never take it for granted again. And let this be the start of your fitness journey from now until forever. If you found this helpful, definitely let me know on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Maybe even just save this episode or bookmark it somehow so that if there's ever a time in your life when you have to spend some time away from the gym and have to get back into it, all of the same information will still be relevant. If gyms are not open yet where you are, then listen to this in a couple weeks again when things are going to open up again. And definitely share it with your friends who are getting back into the gym because that's what it's all about is sharing, trying to help as many people as we can and just spreading the word and trying to improve our life through fitness like always. So thank you very much for listening again today. If you haven't been able to, I would love if you were able to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform it is you listen to and leave a rating and review on iTunes goes a long way and just helping the show spread the word and all that stuff. So that's that. Get excited, get fired up. We're back in the gym, baby. Take it easy. We'll talk soon.